0: bridge toll california customer service number highway miles to the gallon ford focus thailand cave rescue operation what is schema f best wine bars in san carlos california best western hotels how old is Ronaldo? what happened with big brother what's a Fast good night. engagement how long gift? before a wedding should i send out how many save games the, dates? Are in the first series use the imap the
1: to check to email best on best other best email spots. clients identify fonts from where enemy. to find you we were the
0: four years out. welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. My name is Benjamin Shapiro, and I'm the executive producer of the Voices of Search podcast. And today, we've got a special episode for you, which is going to be guest hosted by our friend Tyson Stockton, who is the co-founder and educational partner at Previsible, which is an SEO consulting and education company that helps support enterprise businesses, scale organic search traffic, and educate their organizations. And this podcast is also sponsored by Hrefs. All right, here's an episode of the Voices of Search podcast, guest hosted by Tyson Stockton from Previsible.
2: Welcome to the Voice of Search podcast. I'm your host Tyson Stockton, and today we're going to be talking about understanding market intent and conversion rates to drive ROI. As uh, a continuation of my conversation with Tom Johnson, who's SEO manager at We Buy e Car, which is UK's largest car buying service that has helped over two million customers sell their car since 2006. As mentioned today, Tom and I are going to be jumping into really building off our conversation yesterday. So we're looking at utilizing Marketing 10 and bringing in also conversion rate to have a higher ROI on our content or our overall SEO uh, campaigns. Okay. Here's my conversation with Tom Johnson, SEO manager at we Buy Any Car. Tom, welcome back to the podcast. How you doing?
1: Yeah, good. Excited to uh, talk about. Intense
2: further. Yeah. So I think yesterday, to me, it was really like down to the basics. Granted, we're adding a task to SEOs to go through this mapping exercise. I'm completely with you and agree that this is a really critical and helpful foundational element that you can build upon for then leveraging or kind of like guiding some of your other SEO, like task initiatives, what have you. But I guess like in general, as we get into the, like this application, what else do you think we need to consider when we're talking about mapping URLs to keywords to intent? Like, What's the next step that we need to do to bring this to life and kind of to make this actionable in our SEO efforts?
1: Yep. So in the last episode, we kind of discussed what you would do maybe if you didn't have a lot of data, kind of if you were working at SME or one of your clients was an SME. Um, But this episode might be more applicable if you've already got data and you're looking for a way to forecast content in the future, right? Um, And have a real hive in on investment. I think what I would like to do is bring conversion rate into the conversation and use that real life data um, because it's massive.
2: Excellent. And I guess, you know, just... Just carrying on from that what's how can we now move into like the application of this? I think you know we sold everyone on the the value or the attributes and things that we need to kind of bring into it, but what can we do to bring this into some of our initiatives or what's the application that we can do with this?
1: yeah, okay, so I think the first thing to say is that we need to make sure we create a concrete funnel, so do that i'm going to use a uh, let's say my clients. Buys and sells computers. So, their funnel might look like an informational layer, it might be um, general computer and um, general computer knowledge topic, right? So, um, what is a processor? Uh, can my PC run this game? Um, how to connect the controller? Pretty low intent keywords for my clients. And then, maybe in the middle of the funnel, more commercial keywords. So, investigating, and um, maybe they're understanding what. The best graphics card is or what the best CPU is or how much their computer might be worth, then right at the bottom of the funnel is of course more transactional keywords like sell my PC and buy gaming PCs. So what we're doing there is we're looking at our funnel and how we can marry up our current keywords that essentially we rank for and kind of get a feel for our intent.
2: And from my experience on this, most companies have the focus or the visibility on that bottom of the funnel kind of transactional end, but from your side, is it do you also do you feel like people overlook that top of funnel a bit, or like I mean really we're talking about here kind of like being present throughout the entire buyer's journey, but I guess what's your experience or your feedback on where a company's focus is, or in general how aware? like the average company is on like the importance of upper funnel.
1: Yeah. I think if it's topically relevant, then it's crucial that you do that. I mean, topical authority isn't something that's easily measurable and that's a whole different conversation. But if it's topically relevant, then it's definitely something should involve in your kind of cluster. And if the volume's there, then sure. If volume's something you're after, if you're an affiliate marketer, for example, but if the volume isn't there and it's not topically relevant, then maybe we start considering high end keywords. And is
2: there just from like a breath or something that I've always kind of had mixed feelings or wrestled with a little bit, how do you determine kind of like where to call it? And And I mean by that is like, sometimes you can kind of go down this rabbit hole of like, how broad of a net you want to cast versus like how actionable. Is there anything that you could add for the listeners to give recommendations of like, how do you know when you've completed or when you've done the job or when you've been as exhaustive as you need to be?
1: So you alluded to kind of, um, how do you know not intent is that intent? So how do you know how you define an intent? For each keyword? Is that kind of what you're alluding to? Tyson?
2: Not as much the intent, but I guess it's more of like, how do you know that you've captured everything or everything that you would want to capture? And I think that's been a piece where I've seen varying levels or some people will be really, really narrow focused and maybe they go too tight or too conservative on like what they're bringing into their funnel or some maybe that just go too broad. And it's like, is there anything that you could kind of speak on, just to give guidance into knowing, like, cool, we we completed it, like, we have 80 percent of everything included, like, we're fe- seeing a complete picture.
1: Okay, yeah. So, like, topical coverage, um, so yeah. On that, on that, I think competitor analysis is really important. So, depends on where what your market share is and where your companies are, but. Um, Short, you kind of need to see where kind of need to see where you sit in that market and look at maybe if it's an exact match keyword, so um, gaming PCs or something like that, for example. Then you're going to be looking at all your competitors that have content around that and kind of seeing using that as your market, right? So, I mean, they're performing better than you. Uh, they've got more market share than you. They rank for keywords that you want to rank for. So naturally, that's going to be good way to see. The gap between yourself and your competitors. Now, if you're a market leader, yeah, that's a difficult conversation. I think just being active, looking at your own data, really important, which is something we'll touch on a little bit more now. But yeah, looking at your own data is really important. If you're at the top of your game, for sure, use Search Console, that's a goldmine in itself. And um, be active on your keyword research tools, of course. And, um, you know, do surveys for your customers and get an idea of where they're at, speak to your sales team, and really kind of refine your understanding of that topic and what someone would want. If it makes sense to write about it, then write about it. Um, but when you're not the market leader, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of stuff you can look at from what your competitors are doing. And you can use that as a marker. So you could say, look, we're matching our competitor who's the market leader. So I as suppose as in that sense, you can start looking towards off-page and you know, other factors where you might not be outranking them. But from a content perspective, that's how I would look at it.
2: I think, I think that's a great point too. Definitely like the competitor data especially if you're not the market leader in that space, that's a quick kind of fast track to that identification. Also love that you kind of made that call out is, hey, it could be a little more challenging as the market leader because you don't have that overshadowing, just clear highlight of where the additional market is. But I think, you know, that's where even if market leader, you can still find little small pockets amongst like, core competitors and then you know going back to what you mentioned there's a a human aspect as well to see if you can stretch or if there's relevance into any particular area that, that maybe you're not
0: time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor previsible so you're looking for seo help and you got a couple of options you could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on google That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O.
2: To continue or kind of like progressive further, what are then the applications or the next steps to do with this to further improve or further drive like a positive ROI?
1: Yeah, sure. So I think we need to talk about marrying conversion rate with intent now. I think we're at that point in the podcast. So I will proceed with that. Um, So... Yeah, so you kind of got at this stage, you've got a really good understanding of intent. You know how to you know how to define it. You know your own funnel. You're flying. You're doing well, right? You know your business. Um, so what I would recommend is go through and map that intent manually um, based on your intuition, um, and then pull, do it through existing pages. This is really important. Look at all your existing pages, right? Which is what a keyword mapping doc is. But look at all your existing pages, map up all your intents from what you know in your funnel, and what you want to do then is pull through all of your conversion rates, right? Because conversion rate, if you think about it, is almost an intent score. Depends on what your kind of your goal is, right? What the conversion is, but it is essentially an intent score. So in theory, if you go through and you map all of the intent for each page or keywords or however you'd like to do your keyword mapping doc, because they're all weird and wonderful in their own way. But do that, map all of the pages in, in their own right. And then after you've done that, pull through your conversion rates because you don't want your conversion rates to influence you. If you've got 80% conversion rate on a page and you assumed it was informational, then, well, then you're wrong because it's 80% conversion rate. But pull that through and see what comes out, right? Create averages at an intent level. So look at your informational intent. Is that really low conversion? Okay, great. Well, you're doing a good job. Is, it, is your commercial kind of middle funnel intent, whatever you define that as, is that kind of maybe in, in the middle, right? And then is your transactional intent overwhelmingly high? Um, brilliant. Well, then you've just got a complete understanding of your intent based on your own data. Congratulations.
2: That's excellent. So, maybe just to double down on that a little bit, like what I'm hearing from that is you're using essentially the mapping to set expectations of, like, okay, top funnel informational. This is my range or my average from a conversion rate. This is where I want it to be. And then you're doing that for each stage. So then I'm assuming with that, you can also then identify like, okay, within my transactional intent, these are maybe my terms that are outside of the zone or outside of the goal conversion rate for it, maybe that signifies something to look closer at or something to maybe have an opportunity to make changes to. Are you using kind of the comparative conversion rate of individual URLs to the group or the clusters or are you establishing kind of like goals for each level of the funnel?
1: I'm just looking at data that already exists. I'm looking at the pages I've got. And of course, it's really difficult to attribute keywords um, attribute conversion to keyword level so generally a lot of people unless they use really specialist tools are going to have to do that by page which of course can be skewed on your homepage for example because branded terms are going to be included but let's just look at all maybe your um, your kind of uh, your blog pieces right if you look into the fine intent of your blog pieces or maybe service pages where generally people search for brand aren't going to land on um, you can map your conversion rate and your intent there get a feel for um, how well they can fit as a whole, create that average. and What that average does is it allows you to build a bridge from content that already exists to future content that you're going to plan. I
2: love the call out there on like branded terms, like in specific to the homepage throughout and it's something we haven't touched on yesterday or today. But like throughout this process, what's your take on including branded terms? Would you recommend they're included or excluded, like throughout this practice?
1: I think it depends on how heavily your marketing team focuses on brand. If your marketing team have a heavy focus on brand, then you must, because brand is a whole aspect of your your strategy. I think you need to consider that for sure, and um, you need to make sure that. I mean, this is a Jason Bernard conversation, I think, um, but. It's uh you've got to consider that uh, you you've got to consider your brand share too because people are, if you're a big brand people are going to want to write your branded queries and answer questions about your brand so that's something you need to consider you might need a whole new keyword map and talk for brand but I think for most people and um, it shouldn't it shouldn't matter too much I think you can include it you can exclude it But I think it really it really does depend on the business
2: yeah and I'd say from my perspective, if you have the opportunity to to be throwing in a label or tag for the brand, then that ultimately gives you the flexibility of looking at with without. Of course, by nature, you should expect to have a higher conversion rate on those branded queries. But I think it, you know, to your point, it could also be depending on the business misleading to exclude entirely. So it's like by having that ability to include, exclude, I'm always in the mindset too, that it's good to have the option to include to paint full picture. But obviously with that, there could be a bias to it.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think I think at every point, at every vertical, every industry, the algorithm is different. I think as marketers, our approach is different. I think if you're an agency, you have that variety, you know that. If you're in help, you probably don't know as much, but it's, there's so much variety at every stage of everything we've mentioned. You have to consider your business. It's completely different. Um, you'll know the business. You'll know your clients. Uh, you just have to consider that throughout.
2: Okay, so Tom, with that, like we've been talking a lot about, kind of like our existing footprint in organic search, understanding where we're competing, understanding where in the funnel. Like we've gone through all the steps to really like understand our business and our performance as of today. How do we take this, the findings from this or like the asset that we've created? How do we use this for future efforts or kind of future expansion of the website?
1: Yeah, that's this is the kind of bread and butter of this conversation. Um so I mean, if you followed all the steps to this stage, you'll have you have an idea of your average conversion rate at transactional level. So maybe your your web pages that transactional converter. then you know if it's lead generation that could be realistic then maybe your commercial kind of middle funnel pages however you define that might convert to 20% and maybe your informational pieces they convert around 5% on average why that's important is it allows us to kind of build a bridge from existing content on our site to new content that we're going to plan so you can use your intuition which at this point you will have built up you know you've learned about your business um, and you can map future topics, right? You can look at how you would normally go through and plan future content. You can do that exactly how you would, but then spend a little time kind of identifying the intent of that piece. Is it a real informational piece, like top-level informational? Uh, is it transactional? And then what you can do is you can use those that data that you have on your own conversion rates and your own intent and and essentially use, use an SEM rush traffic insight. So you can almost forecast how, much, how well that's going to convert that piece. Um, which is really useful because it's going to help you kind of get the balance between search volume and intent. If that's something that's really important to you, that's something you need to consider.
2: Excellent. So essentially, we're using the intent to better set expectations of business impact on future investment. So what I'm hearing kind of from this is with the tools, with like the ranking tools, we're able to establish and give more accurate expectations to kind of make the justification for resources, investment, building it to it. And you're being able to A, prioritize as the SEO or as the planner of these initiatives. But B, it also sounds like you have the assets and the tools to make the justification or the business case to ensure that your recommendations are picked up.
1: Exactly that. Um, if you're in a more corporate setting, this is really important conversation, of course, because you're going to need to get by in everything you do, and um, you're going to need to create a pitch. You need to say, "Look, this content could get us this many evaluations. And I'll go on to SEMrush, Ahrefs, traffic insights are 100 accurate, but they can give you a feel, and the relative to it, the relative within its own, within the own within the tool itself, right? So um, that's fine. You can kind of use that data. Um, so if you're not, as I say, if you're in that corporate setting, super important. Um, but you know, maybe if you're an affiliate marketer or SEOs, they'll just kind of have great instinct and great create great content and understand the kind of users. Um, so yeah, I guess it is. It's about getting buy-in from the big stakeholders in the business. Well, in
2: in addition to that, it's I mean, one, this enables me as the SEO to make smarter recommendations that are gonna result in kind of like the objectives of the business. But I think there's also the opportunity by going through this. And if you're conditioning the organization to think of it as this page is for this intent, these are then the benchmarks that we expect to evaluate performance. You can create that understanding of differences of like, hey, this is top of funnel. This is the objective of the page. These are the KPIs that we're expecting from it versus a bottom of funnel, high conversion rate, lower search volume type page. So I think like in addition to your prioritization, your justification of like the initiative, this also gives you an opportunity to start conditioning the organization into expectations. You can mitigate questions that you're getting on those and just have a better overall understanding at the organizational level of what you're advocating for, what you're pushing for within search.
1: Exactly. Um, So to bring it around full circle, I think it's about getting that balance always. And I've mentioned it many times, but it does depend on your business. Of course, what are your business objectives? Put them forward. Always put your business objectives right at the front of your plan. Of course, why wouldn't you? Um, But if conversion is a massive part of that and converting your customers to buy a product or to get in touch through a contact form, whatever that may be, you need to really consider that. And that's the end game, that's the ultimate goal. So if it means targeting a thousand search volume uh, topic, right, um that converts to five percent because you know that from your own data, then you know you're gonna get around 50 um leads. Well, if you then if you have a transactional piece with a lot less volume but much higher conversion rate. So if it's like if it's like 70, you know, if it's like 70 search volume but like an eighty percent conversion rate, well, that they're equally as good almost. So there are things that you have to consider really is that volume isn't always king, but intent isn't always exactly king sometimes. There's a balance between the two. And alongside all this, there's always the topical authority conversation. Is it topically relevant? And is that your objective? So this is just another conversation we'll bring into the fold really.
2: Absolutely. And I think a big call out that I would have to the listeners or to SEOs out there. Is I would be viewing this exercise as important as going through like a technical audit. And I think most of us SEOs, the technical audit becomes kind of like the go to roadmap for it. But as far as like your foundational pieces, this exercise can be equally as valuable as understanding where any limitations exist on the site. This is going to give you the framework to set your prioritization. You have the framework for building your business cases. And so I think it really does tie in the pieces of a prioritization. How do you use this for stakeholder management? And again, it just it sets the foundation to be successful as an SEO in combining the mapping the opportunity where in the funnel exists. And then from that, you can build an effective strategy. Okay. That wraps up this episode of the voice of search podcast. Thanks to Tom Johnson, SEO manager at We Buy Any Car uh, for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Tom, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is Tom Johnson SEO or his company's website at WeBuyAnyCar.com.
0: So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at Ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.
2: Just one more note in our show notes. You'll have all the information of who we're talking to here as well as a manuscript of all the points that we're talking about in... If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, just head over to voiceofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information of our guests. You can also send us topic uh, suggestions or SEO questions or apply to be a guest speaker on the Voice of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out to me on social media. Our show handle is at Voices of Search on Twitter, as well as my personal handle is at Tyson underscore Stockton. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed. We're going to be publishing a new episode every workday. So hit the subscribe button and your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. Okay, that's all for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.